The Da Vinci Curse by Leonardo Lospenato. One sentence summary. The Da Vinci Curse explains why people with many talents don't fit into a world where we need specialists and, if you have many talents yourself, shows you how you can lift this curse by giving you a framework to follow and find your true vocation in life. My favorite quote from the author is, If we are changing paths all the time, we are not going anywhere, really. Leonardo Lospenato Wait, what's a fiction book doing on 4-minute books? And wasn't this made into a movie already? No, 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 no. You're thinking of The Da Vinci Code right now, which, in spite of the all-too-familiar name, has nothing in common with, th with this book. Except that the hero is following his true calling in both cases. Though I think it's no coincidence that the author of this book is named Leonardo, just like the world's most famous renaissance man, I'm sure it took lots of them to arrive at the publication of this book, which I'm grateful for. The basic premise is something I've talked about before myself, that many of us are multipotentialites and get really depressed when it comes to choosing a true calling. Being a jumper himself, Leonardo eventually came up with a way to figure out how to piece it all together. Now he's a master luthier, someone who builds guitars, like electric guitars in his case, and shares his framework with you. Here are three lessons to help you settle on a craft and master it. 1. If you feel like you don't fit into this world, it's because you do a lot, but the world wants you to do just one thing. 2. Don't jump ship when critics raise their voices. It'll make you miserable. 3. Find one complex activity which forces you to use many of your talents. Sick of drifting around? Let's lift Leonardo's curse. The Da Vinci Curse, Lesson 1 The world wants you to specialize, so if you have many talents, you will naturally feel like you don't belong. This answers the question, why do I feel uncomfortable if I have many talents and aspirations and passions? Who do you go to when you wake up and your back hurts? Your physician. Who do you go to if it still hurts the next week? Your chiropractor. If it becomes a chronic thing, you'll probably go to a physical therapist. Worst case scenario, you'll end up on a spinal reconstruction surgeon's table. The world we live in thrives on specialists. Back in Leonardo da Vinci's days, it was perfectly fine to have a rough idea of anatomy, be able to read only 25% of all words and earn your living as a farmer. Knowing a lot of stuff was not only easier because there was less stuff to know, it was also a lot more reasonable financially. But the amount of available knowledge has completely exploded, especially in the past 25 years, thanks to the internet. It's impossible for you to be an expert in many things. If you want to be a YouTuber, become a great consultant and a top-notch chef all at once, you're in for a tough decision. You can only master a highly complex skill if you dedicate yourself to it entirely. This is a huge bummer for multi-talented people like you and me. Because we're incredibly curious, but find it hard to commit to just one thing for a long time. Even if we could, we don't fancy the idea of throwing out 99% of our passions. But the world rewards specialists, which makes us feel bad for not focusing, so over time we get the idea that we just don't fit in. The Da Vinci Curse Lesson 2 Don't switch fields when it's about to get serious, it's worse than facing criticism. This answers the question, how should multifaceted people deal with exterior criticism they get from the world? So, what can you do about it? First of all, so-called Da Vinci people, like you and me, tend to run away from two things which we shouldn't. 
competition, and criticism. It's easy to practice the perfect basketball free throw all by yourself, become a great hoop shooter, and then quit before you ever play with others. Your pride is left intact, and you get to tell yourself, this isn't that hard, I could totally become great if I really wanted to. This spares you having to, be, having to face cruel but crucial criticism, and that you're probably still very much a beginner, like all masters once were. You just switch fields and learn the basics of something else, which means you never get the feedback you would have needed to get to the next level in what you were doing before. That's why we Da Vinci people often end up job hopping and jumping from hobby to hobby until we feel we've wasted a lot of time. Then we realize in our 40s that we might not even have enough time left to become true masters at all. In the long run, this lack of direction will make you much more miserable than any criticism ever could. So the next time things are about to get serious, don't switch. Instead, pause and do the following. The Da Vinci Curse Lesson 3 Find one single complex activity which forces you to choose to use many of your talents. This answers the question, what can Da Vinci people do to not have to throw out most of their passions? When Leonardo Lospenato realized that he'd have to pick something to master but didn't want to give up on all of his skills and passions, he decided to choose something so complex that it would require him to use many of his skills, not just one. For him, Building electric guitars was the perfect choice, as it united his knowledge of acoustics, physics, electrical engineering and design, as well as his love for music, helping others and marketing something he was passionate about. So do focus on one thing, but make it something so complex that it requires you to use many of your existing talents and skills and not just one. For example, in writing this blog, I can practice writing, editing videos, designing images, online marketing and running a business all at once. My personal takeaways from the Da Vinci Curse for 2017. Okay, first of all, I love saying the name. I'm sorry if I overpronounced it. Leonardo Lo Spenato. Uh, man, I'm such a little Italian. I could eat, by the way, I could eat Mediterranean food 17 times a day as well. Um, so if I ever move to Italy, uh, you probably shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, next up, so the topic in general, there's a person called Emily Wapnick, and she has a TED talk about multipotentialites. She coined that term. Her blog is called Putty-like, I think. And that TED talk came out two years ago or so, and it really blew up, like huge, because so many people could relate to this idea. I think this book might even be older, so Da Vinci People might just be a different name for the same thing. Uh, and when I wrote about uh, multipotentialites and so on, I got so much great feedback. Um, I came up with something called obsessive learning disorder. So I made a little fun test. It's like a fun little uh, personality test where you ask, answer a couple questions. It's like, just like five questions. And then you see whether you are a multipotentialite. Like, do you have many passions and aspirations? And do you find it tough to stick to one thing? Uh, and that also got a great response. So I think this topic is becoming more and more important because as the world, and especially through the internet, expands in opportunities, which it does, I mean, opportunities are everywhere. Sometimes I don't know how people sleep, like seriously. <laughs> um, and so we're afforded with more and more and more opportunity. And that naturally makes many of us gravitate towards many different ones. So I think people who, children who grow up today, 
a lot of them, a lot more of them are going to be these multifaceted people, like these Renaissance people again, if we want to stick with the positive terminology, which I think is great. Um, then we had in the, say, like baby boomer generation and even generation X, because it was still very much like, yeah, specialize in this. You can have a great career working at the stock market, move up through the chain at the hierarchy and then clock out early if you're like 50, retire early if you make a lot of money and so on. <clears throat> so I think this is only going to get bigger, this topic. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you who listen to the summary can relate. Um, and I want to explain a little bit more about how I'm trying to use and master this, this, um, I guess, attitude or, or character trait of mine, because it's definitely true for me. My passions changed all the time when I was a little kid. I mean, it went from, um, cars to Lego to soccer to all kinds of sports with uh, ball and team sports. No, not only team sports, but just ball sports like tennis, volleyball, hockey. Like I play everything. I play everything fairly decently for someone who doesn't, you know, like get any training. Um, table tennis and so on to like Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like everything you can collect, everything like anime with monsters, video games, um reading, uh, I practiced the piano, I practiced the, the guitar for a while. I mean, there's, I've done so many things and my passion, like it kept changing. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was little. I wanted to be a race car driver. I wanted to be a detective. Uh, and even now, like the picture <laughs> looks very similar. So obviously for me, this is totally true. I can 100% relate and I actually love it because I love Da Vinci. I love that era. I love the video game Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 in the game, you got to meet Da Vinci and use some of his inventions. So that was really, really cool. Um, so obviously let's focus on the last lesson, right? Because yeah, we know the world is for specialists. All right. That's what it's geared towards, but we are not. So what should we do? Obviously, don't give in to criticism, don't live your life based on other people's opinions, don't shy away from competition, focus, put in work, and so on. Yes, yes, yes. But what's the single complex activity? That's the thing you should rack your brain about, right? And for me, what I've chosen, now obviously, like one of the, the sort of red line skill, the, the golden thread among everything for me is writing obviously. Um, I was lucky I found that, but I really picked that based on gut feeling. I was like, hmm, if I had a platform, like I read blogs, I was like, I want to write, I want to write. I had this in me. So as, as opposed to like a podcast, interviewing people, I didn't want to do any of that, right? I'm more introverted. So I would say if you can pick a communication skill, like some kind of art you want to create, some creative uh, to sort of tie all this stuff to, that's super helpful. But that's not the complex skill, right? Uh, or the complex, uh, the complex goal, the complex activity. For me, the complex activity is making everything I do, all of my creative projects and so on, work together in a way that they fund my life, right? I know this is very much possible. There are bloggers out there, people who are solo entrepreneurs making hundreds of thousands of dollars, some making millions of dollars every year uh, and living their dream life where they have all their time, everything is they're completely free. They don't need anyone. I want that. And that's pretty complex. Like running a successful, say six figure, uh, solo entrepreneur business. That's a challenge. And that's a challenge that's going to require everything I've got. Every creative skill I have, every piece of business information, business knowledge I have in my brain. 
Um, every hour I can dedicate to it. Um, every relationship I have in my life. Every connection I can make. And so on and so on and so on. And the way I would like to bring these together is right now, so I've developed this vision just a few months ago, uh, is to bring different income streams together, uh, starting obviously with the coaching, which I've done for the longest, uh, some freelance writing on the side, which I don't do much of these days. Um, but these I found, yeah, okay, good, I want to do them, but not full time, not a lot of it, so okay, move on. So I went through different income streams, and the ones I like best, I'm trying to build more of, right? Next up came 4-Minute Books and the affiliate income it's making by pitching uh, or by promoting Blinkist. All right, that's set up, good. And by set up, I mean it's a, at a 1000 bucks a month. So I'm thinking in 1000 bucks a month terms and moving on to the next one so that the system as a whole is stable. Like if one breaks, then that's okay. Um, next one, this one obviously, 4-Minute Folio, audio, recording, doing stuff, selling my own product. Um, next one. Patreon, right? This is totally voluntary. So this means I need a large audience. I need to make a good proposition of why people should support me and help me fund my stuff and so on. All right. Awesome. Uh, have that set up. Next one. Amazon books. Like how can I write good Amazon books that are not like shitty $2 eBooks? Really good ones. What can I do with that? Um, next one, like Skillshare, make courses and so on. Uh, build apps, any quote, right? Make an Instagram channel. I would love to do one for cars and then make marketing and branding deals around that. Consulting, I would love to help people with their marketing. Um, coach people in writing, maybe. Do writer, writer's training. Uh, music, I have another one. Like, I would love to be a DJ. Like, put out a song on SoundCloud every day or like a mix, like remix stuff. Uh, make a gaming channel on YouTube. And so on and so on and so on. The list is so long. So right now what I'm doing is I'm trying to turn every one of my passions into some form of income one step at a time. And yeah, that's how I'm rolling. So I th if you like this approach, if you think it's valuable, you could do the same thing. A friend of mine has a podcast called The 66 Day Experiment. He does seasons of 66 days where he looks at a skill, tries to build a business, does a challenge, uh, read a book a day, something like that. And he shares it that way, right? So you don't have to write, you could do something else. But if you just decide to make your passion your life's work and document the process, I think that's a pretty good recipe for Da Vinci people like you and me to win. I hope you'll give it a shot and I'll hope to see you on the next summary as well.